they want to know, again, to answer questions that they're doing in their research that cannot be tracked anywhere. <laughs> it can't be tracked. It can't be tracked. Don't, don't say that to me. I still want to track no, things. No, there's a I'm lot of things. I'm still teaching business orders to there's track There's a things. lot of things you can track. But don't think that because the cookie told you that this is the last click they clicked, that's why they became your client. Hello and welcome to the Business Growth Accelerator. This is Isari, your host. I was recently interviewed by Amanda Holmes, the daughter of Chet Holmes from The Ultimate Sales Machine on her podcast, The CEO Mastery. And we were talking about why do you want less leads? Growing a business is tough. Believe me, I know. I'm a serial entrepreneur with three startups behind me. One went public, the second busted because of bad decisions by the CEO. That was me, by the way. And the third grew to $100 million in sales as part of a larger company that got sold. It took me 20 years to learn how to do it right, but now I'm on a quest to get you there much faster. I'm hosting senior business leaders, entrepreneurs, and world-class experts. Together, we search for gold, strategies, systems, processes, and practical tips that you can implement to grow your business. You will hear fascinating business stories, really funny moments, and lots of actionable business tips. Welcome to the Business Growth Accelerator. podcast generated like something like 60k the other one generated 40 something but 40, yeah 40 million yeah. uh eight <laughs> figures eight figures eight figures what you want is you want to be able to educate people create real relationship build real trust don't make them into leads just educate them and then when they would want the something that you're selling they would come to you because you're the expert Hello everyone, Amanda Holmes here, CEO of Chet Holmes International. I am so happy that I brought in Isar here, Metis, because, so when I heard that he's three times CEO, first time was a start, used some venture capital, a couple million dollars worth, and realized that it wasn't exactly the best business idea, but then his second, he grew to 100 mil, so I would say he learned quite a lot from that very expensive mistake. And then you have another business now, Be The Stage, which I absolutely love. And I just have to say, as a testimonial for his business, hold on. So they brought me in to speak. We spoke in Vegas. I had been at the same place with the same amount of followers for several years now. And after the three weeks of doing that interview, I mean, 50 to 70 new followers a day, I'm shocked. And I'm looking at that versus what I was doing with my ad spend and going, there is something magnificent about what you guys are doing. And another intro into this, we just recently did a survey. We had 400 CEOs reply that their number one biggest problem is generating new leads. That is a big, a big difficulty. And what was your response to that? Because I loved it. That CEOs don't need leads, they need sales. And okay. people are so trained to think that they need leads in order to generate sales. And it's true, you need leads to generate sales. But people forgot what the end goal is. And they kind of assume that, okay, in order to generate this number of sales, I need 10x or 100x the number of leads because that's my conversion, that's how the funnel works. So funnels is a big deal, right? People, but people think that's the only way. And I'm like, no, that's completely messed up, Yeah. right? What you want is you want to be able to educate people, create real relationship, build real trust, 
don't make them into leads, just educate them. And then when they would want the something that you're selling, they would come to you because you're the expert. Yes. And so instead of saying, oh, I'm trying to get to 6,000 leads this month so I can close 20 deals, try to get to 100 leads that will close 20 deals. Right, right. And what it's really doing, in addition to the fact that it's a lot less stressful and a lot more relationship-based and transactional driven, it actually lowers the overheads insanely. In insane. And we're about to go into this case study about how one podcast generated like something like 60K, the other one generated like 60 million or something insane. 40 something, but 40, yeah. 40 million yeah. figures, eight figures. Eight figures. So I'm curious. So I'll give you a piece of market data because, sure. you know, we have a market firm and we always know market data. So 10 years ago, the average business would use seven different marketing mediums. Today, the average business uses 15 different marketing mediums to try to get what you just said. All of these different leads from all these different places, instead of just having a, what you're saying, right? Having that a better relationship with our prospects, right? So yes. can you share a little bit about this learning curve for how you've been able to find how to have a better relationship with said leads that turn into clients? So the first thing you need to understand is that most of your audience is not waiting there to be sold. When was the last time you wanted to be sold? Most people spend most of their time searching for information that will help them make the right decision. Yes. Right? So, oh, I want, and it doesn't matter, I want a new CRM or I want a new car. You spend most of your time researching. Yes. Where do you research? Online. You. Yeah. 80% of B2C buyers research on social media and rather would talk on social media than to a salesperson. I'll give you a stat on that. There no. you go, 80%. So 80%. So now I, I would have made up a number, but now we have an no, actual number. I know it. <laughs> so people do the research on social media, on chat rooms, yes. on forums, in yes. groups. They listen to podcasts. They read blogs. They're not gonna go to your funnel or to your tricky sign up to this form. It's like, no, they're literally trying to do the research. Mm -hmm. And if you can help them do the research in those places where they are, mm -hmm. going back to your example, yeah. all we did with your content is chop it off to learning worthy small segments on very specific topics yes. and release it where it belongs. Right, so square format on this, long format on that, slightly longer videos on YouTube, but where it belongs, where people are used to consuming this kind of content. Micro content. Ooh, man, the world of micro content today. You have sold me on micro content. So once you have that, now you're providing value, real value to people on topics that they're researching right now. So Chris Walker, I don't know if you know Chris Walker, if not, look him up. He's one of the most brilliant marketers out there. Mm -hmm. He calls it the, the dark funnel. Okay. It's like people are so obsessed with matrix that they can track that they don't understand today. Most of the stuff is happening today in places you cannot track. Mm -hmm. So they ignore it because it's not trackable. I want to track what marketing is doing. Okay, but that's not how your consumers or your partners or your suppliers actually work. Huh. They go to these places that you cannot track to do your research. Mm -hmm. to do their research. If you're there providing valuable real information that can help them make a decision, you will be top of mind. 
you will be somebody they will want to know more of. They will join your community. Going back to your other question, have a community, build a place where people that you want as potential clients can share, mm-hmm. that they can learn from you and learn from each other. Nurture these relationships. So yes. both my partner and I have podcasts that okay. we've launched roughly at the same time about two years ago. Okay. And we have X number of listeners, nothing crazy. And we got a few deals, some consulting. I've invested in a business through that. So we've done some. So, you know, probably 40, 50, 60,000 dollars worth of revenue that came from these podcasts as leads of people that we connected with. Mm-hmm. Not bad, yeah. right? Pays the bills. Yeah. <laughs> so instead of investing money in the podcast, it actually pays for itself. There we go. But if you're a $5 million business, $20 million business, $100 million business, like, I don't care about $60,000. It's right. wasting my time. So our largest client today is a $150 million company. Okay. And what we've done different from them than a podcast, we said, okay, how do we build relationships? The problem with a podcast, and again, don't get me wrong, a podcast is an amazing platform to build relationships and network. The yeah. only problem is, it's what we're doing right now. It's one-to-one only. Yes. So you're doing an interview, it's me and you. Yep. You'll get to know me better, I get to know you better, it's fantastic, but that's where it ends. So to build a $100 million company on one-to-one relationships, you'll be interviewing all day and all night and you won't get any <laughs> sleep and you won't be able to run your company. But if you're doing a live show, okay. if you're doing it live where people can join, now you're doing one-to-one like we're yep. doing right now, you're doing one-to-few, because you have people in the audience that you're interacting with and it needs to be in your mind. You need to call out people in the audience. You need to be active in the chat. You need to let them ask questions. You need to bring them to the stage and let them share the stage with you and the guests. So now you've generated another relationship of the guest and those people. Yeah. Now think about if you've ever been on a stage and most CEOs have been on some stage, either even just a company stage. You get off the stage, there's people who want to talk to you. But whoever shares the stage with you, they want to talk to them as well. Because people assume that the people on stage are the same elk, Mm. the same level, the same prestige, the same. It doesn't have to be the case. So if you elevate somebody to the stage, now they have this pixie dust on them as the other person. Going back to your content, you take that content and you generate the content as if your potential client who literally just came in to ask a question and he's not a lead, he's just a guy doing research that you yeah. provided access to the guest. Love it. So if you and I are doing this live right now, and you're a guest on my show, yeah. and I have people listening, I'm like, hey, you can ask Amanda something. I'm like, holy crap, in what kind of universe I have access to the CEO of, it just, it just doesn't happen, but now it happens. Awesome. And the content, the piece of content, yep. is just the two of you. I'm not a part of it, the show yep. is not a part of it. So now you have this magic where you create one-to-one, one-to-few relationships, still investing one hour. And then the end of the magic is what you said. Now you take this piece of content that would have been 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour worth of conversation, and you chop it off to micro-content of (laughs) (laughs) micro-content. Quick, quick to digest, but really valuable pieces of information in the format where it needs to live. So yeah. for social media, for TikTok, for YouTube, for wherever your potential customers LinkedIn, are. LinkedIn, Instagram. Correct. So depending yeah. on where your audience is. Yeah. This becomes one too many. Now, 
thousands, tens of thousands, millions of people can see the content that you still generated in that one hour. I love it. I love it so much and I've seen the results, right? I'm looking at this going, whoa, this is magnificent. I have to recreate this. I used to do this actually years ago. I would do interviews and I would be live on Periscope. I'd be, I'd ask them, is it okay if I go live? And they're like, you're gonna go live? I'm like, yeah, because then we have a live audience and then yeah. I can interact with them. Yeah. So what you're saying makes sense to me and you do build that bond. And then when you call them out, they feel so proud, right? So I used to be a singer-songwriter, I'll prove your point again. When I was a singer-songwriter, I would close the entire room, always, on my CD sales, but it was because I knew every single person's name in the room. I would play at a coffee shop or a bar. I, by the end of it, we had had a whole experience together, right? Absolutely. And they never forgot it. Some of, of them have become clients now, <laughs> changing over to my, my yeah, business yeah, yeah, model. Yeah. But I love this approach of being able to utilize your community and bringing them into your content and then repurposing that content so then they get elevated. I just, I love it. And I'll say one more thing about the community. People are like, oh, why do I need a community? Like, the community becomes the best social validation for everything that you're doing. Social validation. Social validation. <laughs> <laughs> so, what happens is now somebody goes to the community and say, hey, you know, I've heard about Amanda and I've heard about, you know, the, the ultimate sales machine, yeah. but I've never actually tried it. Does it really work? Right. And then, you know, 50 people are going to say, yes, it's awesome. Try it out. And right. 10 people, like your biggest fans, the people that have been on the show, yeah. the people that have been guests on the show that your London Glasgow is going to say, write a whole freaking blog as an answer. <laughs> And we see that happening with our clients all the time. Wow. So now they're not asking the company, they're asking a community of people that is quote unquote independent. Right. And they're getting an answer that if you provided, you say, yeah, whatever, of course. Okay. Now it's somebody else that is independent, that is not affiliated, is giving them everything they want to know, again, to answer questions that they're doing in their research. <laughs> That cannot be tracked anywhere. <laughs> it can't be tracked. It can't be tracked. Don't, don't say that to me. I still want to track no, things. No, there's a I'm lot of things. I'm still teaching business owners to there's track There's a things. lot of things you can track. But don't think that because the cookie told you that this is the last click they clicked, that's why they became your client. Well, but I did track. So I tracked how many followers I was getting and I paired it up with the micro content that was rolling when you guys started releasing that. So. There was some tracking involved that happened there, but I couldn't say which video it was. I just started seeing it starting to roll in so effortlessly and easily. And it's exactly this. So you gotta let go of the mindset that there's a direct, I can track the click here, that went here, that did the funnel this, that did. It's not happening. Today's world doesn't work this way anymore. And the problem is CEOs, especially of larger companies, invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in different software to track things. So now they wanna track things. I'm like. Your clients are researching on social media and in groups and in chat rooms. Yeah. So Hard. what you're tracking is once they're trying to buy, they've already mostly made their decision based on the research they've done. Yeah. And you're not there. Yeah. So the magic is creating this community, having a live interaction with your potential clients, educating them. Don't sell anything. Just yeah. give them, help them make the decision they want to make and you'll get customers instead of leads. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, what a great conclusion to that too. How, how do they find, where can I tell people to find you, Be The Stage, where so, should that live? First of all, Be The Stage is be the stage live because we 
produce live shows for people and build communities for people to do everything we just talked about. And you can find me on LinkedIn as Isar Metis, I-S-A-R-M-E-I-T-I-S, Metis. And there's only one Isar Metis on LinkedIn. Oh, well, that is <laughs> so the that makes it of having that makes that it very name. good. Yeah, yeah, there's a benefit of having a name nobody can pronounce. <laughs> I, I am not the only Amanda Holmes on Instagram, so I had to take my salsa name. It's Amandita Holmes on, on Instagram. <laughs> Amanda Holmes doesn't care about her Instagram, and I keep trying to get it from oh her. But God. unfortunately, I am my salsa name. But I love that you got your own name. I do. Yes. I do. So you can all find Isar there, as well as Pablo. Correct. Pablo is the other half to be the stage. She was absolutely magnificent. The, the better looking, smarter half is Pablo Aww. Gonzalez. So <laughs> You two are a very powerful team. I can't wait to see the more that you create. Thank so, you so much. Thank you. This was awesome. Great conversation with Amanda. She asks all the right questions and obviously she brings amazing value of her own because of her background and her experience at the Ultimate Sales Machine and Chet Holmes International. If you want to learn more about some of the stuff that I shared in this episode, check out episode 111 of the Business Growth Accelerator podcast. It's called Grow Revenue, Increase Lifetime Value and Lower Customer Acquisition Cost, A New Era of Marketing. I share a lot of the processes that we do in our company for other businesses, and we're achieving amazing results with it. And until next time, have an amazing week. Your business growth is my number one priority in this podcast. To do that, I want to bring the biggest names that I can and get you practical tips as frequently as possible. And you can help. Visit Apple Podcasts right now, subscribe, download, rate, and review the podcast, and I would really appreciate it. And if you want my number one tip for business growth acceleration, visit growthaccelerator.biz right now. <laughs>